1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. There's a big difference between watching a movie and getting lost in one. Find out what Marcus Theaters means by getting tickets to a hot new release at MarcusTheaters.com. Time for your weekly dose of music news with author Gary Graff. Morning, Gary. Good morning. How are you? Last week we were Good. celebrating the release of your uh, your Alice Cooper book that you'd written. We're still celebrating. <laughs> good, good. Okay, that good. means it's going well. All right, yeah, so the book, you... books are a long. The books are books are a marathon. You know, music music tends to be a sprint. You yeah. put it out, you put it out, and it's a big deal. Books books you're in it for the long for the long run. Did you see the Ant Man book thing? I haven't seen the book thing. I know I'm going to see the movie in a couple of weeks. All right, and then uh, Paul Rudd's character writes a book in the movie. Oh, okay. And then you can get the book. Oh yeah, on Amazon. Yeah. yeah, I did see that. That's a that's kind of a cool cool way of. That's pretty uh, brilliant, right? I yeah. think it's smart. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Marvel is really good at hiding things, and I, I'm sure there are things in the book that you'll that um, you'll need to know somewhere along the line. Or, the, or they will embellish your your appreciation for the movie. Yeah. You know, Enhance yeah. it, yes. yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, your book's not in the movie. But So are you on a book tour right now? Are you... As much as you do it now, we've got an event in Ann Arbor uh, tonight, and I've been doing the rounds of TV and podcasts, some of the TVs by Zoom, you know, if it's in other cities. Okay, do me a favor. When you do a Zoom interview uh-huh. don't set your phone or your whatever on the desk raise it up yeah, so no, you're looking yeah, at it eye level i do a lot oh well i have i actually do it by, from my desktop so i have a camera i have a camera that's well positioned i cannot stand Good. it when somebody is talking on a, yeah. on a on one of those and you're looking up their nose it's <laughs> exactly. like really nobody at the nobody have it shoot down on you a little absolutely bit. Although, although i've had a few zoom experiences where looking up somebody's Nose was much preferable to what okay. I did say. <laughs> <laughs> we want to ask you to name names. <laughs> All right, then. All right. Well, congratulations. We... Yes. Well, thank you. Yes. All right. You, uh, Gary is the hardest working music man I know because he sends a list to us of things. Here's things we can talk about the night before. So last night we get this list, and then he updates it like an hour before we actually do this. So we're working off the updated list. What's this Steven Tyler thing all about? So this has been going on for a little while, He, but it, now, now it's formal. So Steven Tyler has officially been named as a defendant in a lawsuit alleging sexual assault of a minor. Uh, it's a woman named Jul- Julia Misley. And she was referenced in Stephen's autobiography and in the Aerosmith Walk This Way autobiography that she had a relationship uh, with Stephen back when she was a teenager, and her, and she's basically suing him for, you know, for all these things for sexual assaults, you know, of a minor, uh, sexual battery, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. Uh, saying that he caused all these things, forced her to get an abortion at one point, uh, led her to believe that they were in a committed romantic relationship, and then, you know, later on dumped her. Uh, it's going to be an interesting case. Uh, just She filed it just under the wire, the statute of limitations. Wow. And initially it was filed anonymously, and then Stephen Tyler's name was attached to it. So as much as he has acknowledged that this, relationship did take place it really becomes a 
you know, really becomes a matter for the court to determine, well, you know, did in Stephen's uh, contention in the book is that the parents signed over custody uh, to him so that she they could travel together over state lines. Custody. Boy, this custody. is getting up there with Elvis and Priscilla. Yeah. yeah or Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. It's, it's, a, you know, it's an interesting and disturbing story. It was disturbing when you read it in the book, but I think, I think a lot of people just kind of wrote it off as, well, that's what rock and roll was in the 70s. You know, there was all of that crazy, whatever you want to call it. But you know, now it's an actual lawsuit, and you know, she's alleging, she's alleging that he did terrible things to her that have caused her distress uh, throughout her life. You know, they're going to, you know, Stephen Stephen's side will will come back and say, well, this was consensual, and what took you so long? Well, what's uh. I don't know what's the worst he's looking at at this point. Oh, there's probably jail time, you know, on the top think. end of this. How old is Steven Tyler now? He's he's what in his early seventies, I believe. Okay, they can't roll him in there looking like Steven Tyler if this goes to trial. No, with, you they, know, no they can't. You know, they got to make him look like a frail old man. And he's at still, that point. Well, apparently he doesn't have to. Uh, he doesn't have. That's not much of a stretch. Uh, really? You know, they've they've postponed a number of uh, canceled a bunch of Aris Las Vegas dates. Because of his health issues, they're supposed to go back this year, but everybody's waiting to see what the story is. Yeah, this right. one this one sounds like it has all the potential to become really ugly. Otherwise, in other news, Olivia Newton John what given a state memorial service in Australia. Yeah, this is uh, this this was hinted at you know back when she passed away, but that the uh, that the you know that Australia was going to to do it upright for her, and they're going to on February twenty sixth. In Melbourne, it's going to be a big all-star celebration of Olivia Newton-John, you know, put on by the government of Victoria, the province of Victoria. It'll have a number, a number of performers. Delta Goodrum, who portrayed her in the miniseries Hopelessly Devoted to You, is definitely on the bill. Others will be announced. And yeah, I'm sure it'll be. A, I'm sure it'll be a nice send off. Speaking of on the bill, put her on the five dollar bill. Yes. They're taking the queen off. Yeah, and they're yeah. not putting Charles on. No. Uh, so I would. I think Olivia Newton John. I. I wouldn't mind. You know, Malcolm Young or ACDC. <laughs> um, <laughs> frankly, frankly, Australia. Uh, but yeah, so you know, who knows? It'll be. But she would be. You know, because she has. She has such a legacy there of not only the music and entertainment, but of real service and activism. And I think, so I think she would be appropriate for that kind of honor or, or a stamp. I don't remember hearing oh, any horrible stories about her. Nope. She was never talked nope. about like she was some kind of diva or anything. Yeah, no, no. I've always, I've oh, always when heard. you look at her in Greece at that final yeah. scene in Greece when she's in that black outfit, come on. She looks, she but, is fabulous yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but I, I don't think it's, I don't think she herself you know, in her real life, you know, turned into any any diva behavior no. or or bad behavior. No, that role in Greece is was low as she got. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. she really stuff in Xanadu, you know, the problem was, you know, were we really watching Xanadu at all? Oh, she yeah. really missed the boat when it came to the diva stuff. Yeah. Well, she did or she didn't. I mean here oh. we are talking nice about her all these years later and we're not we're not making Steven Tyler jokes about mm. her. So Right. The girl know, the, Good on her. The girl who was introduced to us with "Let Me Be There." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> a uh, country, a country act. Yeah. 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 She was a, she was Taylor Swift before Taylor Swift. Kind of, yeah. 
yeah. And she never, but where Taylor Swift is kind of, well, I guess Olivia Newton-John involved in her own way into, into hipdom, and Taylor, or, or, uh, Olivia was always very mainstream. You know, never, never really skirted any of the edges of pop culture. Yeah. All right, let's start arguing, because they announced it this week. Let's start arguing about who should and shouldn't be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So they announced, they announced the 14 nominees this week with a lot of first-timers which was nice, including, finally, Warren freaking Zevon is on the ballot. And this has, been, this has been one of the ones, along with many others, you know, like Peter Frampton, Jethro Tull, Foreigner, Bad Company, that list goes on. But Warren Zevon was, has been on the list forever as what's taken you guys so long. So he's at least on the ballot. He's, he's going to get in, who knows, you know, the voting, the, the, the ballots are being mailed out to the professional voters and the public voting is going on now. So you've got him. I Who would accept for him if he his his children? I actually yeah. did a did an interview and story with them this week, reacting to that. And apparently, one of the things that really pushed him onto the ballot was Billy Joel wrote a wrote a letter to the Hall of Fame Foundation, you know, saying, "Come on, really, this guy, this guy merits it," and laying really? it out. It was a very eloquent letter, laying out why Warren Zevon deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Warren Zevon's mainstream time was limited werewolves sure. of london was, right. was his biggest hit but man that guy turned out tons of music a lot of music he was a he was a songwriter songwriter you know everybody recognized how great the music the songs were and you know, of course linda ronstadt covered a few of them other right. other people did as well but his own albums his own music and his own performances of his own music were were tremendous I mean, um, the, guy, the guy's and, a great artist. And you have to be a great songwriter to work brosolosis yes. into the yes, lyrics. Nobody else is writing about cow, because the only other time I've heard about brosolosis was on Yellowstone, and they had to move all those cows down to Texas. Right, yeah, that's that's our cliffhanger. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, a tremendous, I mean, you know, a very literary, you know, songwriter, and I, you know, he just deserves it, so I'm, I've got my fingers crossed. I have a feeling... If he doesn't get the votes, they'll give him one of those uh, awards for musical excellence, you know, kind of the Susan Lucci prize. You know, that's, that's how right. Ringo got in. That's how Nile Rodgers finally got in. Cheryl Crow getting in? Uh, well, I, I think she's got a pretty good shot. So, you know, the rest of the class we have here are uh, we have first-timers. We have the White Stripes, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, a uh, combination of Joy Division and New Order, Cindy Lauper, George Michael, and Willie Nelson. And then returning to the ballot this year are uh, the Spinners, Iron Maiden, Rage Against the Machine, and A Tribe Called Quest. How many votes? You vote on this, right? We five. We get five on our ballot. All right. I know uh, Willie Nelson is not your average uh, country singer, but Rock and Roll Hall well, of Fame? You know, interestingly, a couple days before the nominees came out, the Rock Hall put out a new mission statement. Okay. That's much more, that basically explains and provides the platform for bringing in all these hip-hop acts, bringing in people like Willie Nelson and Dolly Parton. It's a very wide-ranging, inclusive mission statement that, when you boil it down, says rock and roll is a state of mind. We are going to honor the people who operate in that state of mind. Well, if nothing else, Willie should get in just because he has lived a rock and roll lifestyle he, his, he enti- rock- his entire yeah. life. 
he has and everybody involved from the nominees to the production staff want to get on the bus. Yeah, right. So that's the thing. Well, that's going to get them votes right there. Don't forget about Willie walking out of a bar, walking out of Tootsie's in Nashville when he had had about enough of that town and things weren't going well and laid down in the middle of the street on Broadway. Yep. <laughs> and was not run over and killed. He would not do that again. <laughs> but but no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting class. I mean, I think at this at this juncture, I'm looking at Rage Against the Machine, Soundgarden, and uh, Iron Maiden. I think two of those three will get in this year. All right. Um, you know, the way the vote, you know, I suspect the White Stripes will, will get in. I think Cheryl Crow's got a really good chance. I think Missy Elliott's got a good chance. You only get five votes, so how long do you have to think about this? Until uh, my ballot comes. It usually takes a couple of weeks for the ballot to get here. Okay. Wow. I've, thought it, I've thought it through. A I couple of weeks. Are you going to lose any sleep thinking, oh, do I vote for them? Do uh, I vote? No? I, I kind of wish I had six, but I don't, so. You know, there's always next. There's always next year. All right, the All Grammys right. are coming up this weekend. They are on Sunday. Sunday is Grammy Day. You can start as early as two thirty if you go to Grammy.com and watch the premiere ceremony, which is where they give out ninety-eight percent of the awards. And that's that's a fun ceremony to watch. If you've never done it, it's it's well worth doing. If they have performances there as well, but. People are there to accept the awards. The people who get the awards are happy. You've never heard of most of them, but it's a lot of fun, and it's it's very heartwarming, you know, to see these these people really really happy to win their awards. So that goes at two thirty, and then at seven o'clock is is the Grammys themselves, hosted again by Trevor Noah, a bunch of performers: Harry Styles, Lizzo, Mary J. Blige, Sam Smith, and Kim Petras, Luke Combs, Brandy Carlile, Bad Bunny. Steve Lacey. Uh, there's going to be a tribute to Christine McVie uh, during the In Memoriam section that Nick Fleetwood and Cheryl Crow and Bonnie Raitt are doing. And then there's going to be this tribute to 50 years of hip-hop that's going to make last year's Super Bowl halftime show you know, look like a, a club gig. I mean, really? They've got... They've got it's basically who don't they have as part of this. Questlove is putting it together, and you've got a lot of the great heritage acts like Grandmaster Flash and Grandmaster Melly Mel, uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff. and DJ uh, Jazzy Jeff, that's the guy the Fresh Prince left behind. Right. DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. Wow. Okay. He's, he's been doing just fine. On okay. Um, you know, and Public Enemy is going to be part of it. Run DMC, Salt and Pepper. It's just going to be this. You know, massive throwdown. You know, all the bands you see in the Geico commercials now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the Grammys are going to work a salute to the Beach Boys in somewhere? Well, that's going to be, so that's going to take place on the 8th. This is, they've been doing this every year, is after the Grammys themselves. One year they did the Beatles, they did the Beach, the Bee Gees. Forget who else has been a subject of it, but this year, this year it's going to be a Grammy salute to the Beach Boys. They're going to film it on the 8th, and I suspect it'll come out. It'll be aired on CBS maybe in, you know, April or May. Uh, but you've got Weezer, Beck, Brandy Carlisle again, Mike so McDonald, uh, All Out Boy. Are, are they going to perform Beach Boys tunes? Play, yeah, they play Beach Boys songs. Yeah. Boy, if everybody even, had I, an ocean. I can't picture yeah. that. Yeah. I can't imagine that. Well, then, right. you'll, then you'll want to watch. I will have to. Yeah. Somehow it works. You know, Pentatonic, there's a lot of, there are a lot of good acts, and I suspect they'll all make Beach Boys songs sound really good. Uh, Super Bowl ads starting to pop starting up. and to, starting to see them. So let's see. We've got Dave Grohl is going to do Crown Royal. 
Okay. Um, Ozzy Osbourne and Joan Jett are in an ad for, let's see. Uh, oh, be Preparation H or something like that. Uh, I, wish it, I wish it was something. Some of Peroni disease. Some kind of pain relief thing no, for they're, Ozzy? They're, they're doing one of the uh, job services. <laughs> okay. uh, they're, they're doing work day. All right. Um, that's Ozzy and Joan Jett. And then Sarah McLaughlin is going to be part of a Bud Light ad that I guess that I guess spoofs the ASPCA ads she does. You know, the ones you always Hawaii? turn turn the sound off because it's so sad. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, when they play Angel, and they, this one's kind of a spoof on it. They must and, be making a big donation then. I'm sure they if are. If they're spoofing it. Oh, I'm, no, I'm absolutely sure they are. And I guess, and I guess it, it is a, it's an ad to for whatever, however Anheuser-Busch is involved in wildlife conservation. Um, okay, and she's in it with a wolf, not a dog. This a wolf, a wolf. All right, so that could be interesting. But yeah, those are all. You know, we'll, we'll probably by this time next week, we'll probably know a bunch more celebrity ads that are going to be part of the Super Bowl. I thought Ringo was the guy with the camera and the Beatles all those years. With remember Ring, Ringo? T- right. Remember he released his book a few years ago of all the photos he took over the years of with the Beatles. Right, and, and, and put a, you know, yes, and so he did that, but now Paul McCartney's going to do one. There's a couple like of them yeah. cameras, yeah. But it looks like it's going to be the first one. Hmm. So it's coming out on June 13th. It's called 1964 Eyes of the Storm, and these are Paul McCartney's photos of that year, 1964, and the Beatles travels in Liverpool, London, Paris, New York, Washington, D.C., and Miami. Um, he'll he'll put his personal recollections into the book. Some of the photos are going to be shown at the National Portrait Gallery in London. And when you look at something like this, 1964, you know, it's just one year, I'm sure Paul took pictures a lot of the years. Apparently, and yeah. So, so we're probably, this is probably not the first Paul McCartney photo book we're going to be getting. Um, you know, everybody knows the Beatles. The Beatles are from Liverpool. Everybody knows that. Right. And now they're talking about putting statues of Keith and Mick in their hometown, right? Yeah, I have no Dart- idea what their hometown is. In Dart, well, it's it's, it's Dartford, which is near London. Dartford, I've never heard that. Okay. Liverpool gets all the credit for the Fab Four, right? And and you know, for, because the Stones were primarily from London, you know, great, you know, the Greater London area. Yeah, a lot, not a lot of attention is paid to Dartford, which is where they went to school, where they met on the train, all that stuff. So they've the Dartford. Borough Council has commissioned two bronze statues, one of Keith, one of Mick, and they're going to they're going to be they're going to be erected sometime this spring. Are they really? And they've been sky high. See what I did there? Um, and they've been they've been sculpted, and and will be you know they're they're going to be there for posterity, which you know deserve it. How about the Mick Jagger harmonica? Is that styled for the giant lips that he has? <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's it's, it's a plus size harmonica. I guess. <laughs> It's a regular harmonica that, that Mick is putting out with Why Now Music and Lee Oscar, who you might remember from War, the band War. Okay. Uh, he was the harmonica player there. He now has a, a line of harmonicas, so Mick's doing a branded line. You know, it has his uh, his little signature on there. Uh, limited to 2,500 units, and it's coming in the, t- the 10 major keys. You get it in CD, Sharp, and a few others. And right. we have to ask about the Spice Girls real quickly. They're yeah, rehearsing? Quickly, well, the rumor is they are going to be part of the coronation for King Charles. They had they had some moments with King Charles back when they were hot, and he was he was younger, um, okay. including one where they broke protocol and two of them kissed him on the cheek and oh. kissed his butt. 
but they apparently and all the all the royal insiders in England are saying that they've been approached, and it looks like all five of them will get together to perform as part of his uh, as part of his uh, coronation. Okay, so Spice Girls in, Harry and Meghan, <laughs> <laughs> Harry and Meghan out. Ozzy Osbourne announced his retirement, so he can't be part of it. So uh, you know, in with the Spice Girls. You know, we've heard a lot of Spice Girls reunion rumors, so let's see if this one really takes. Big event. All right, Gary. We're out of time. All right. Good talking, and we will talk again next week. Yes, right. sir. Talk to you Thanks, next Gary. week. Gary Graff, you get him every Friday.